Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about the little uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Hot, 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 oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Near your crunching. Mm, there you go. Give it a good old crunch down there, Jacob. Good one down here. Come on, you know. The one the viewers like. Shut up, you fool. Try and keep it in your mouth, will you? <laughs> Idiot. It's terrible. You can't be using it. You just cannot be using it because the viewers will just think, my God, what are they up to now? Spewers, not viewers. <laughs> Impersonating spewers. Ready? Mm. You're not going to crunch Ready? Over come on, come on, come on, crunch you over Eating viewers. G'day, Linda. Pommy food. My sister got them for me. Twiglets. Don't get ahead of yourself. I'm not getting ahead of myself. Oh, we haven't started yet. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Stop your sniffing, will you? I've got to go and get my ears waxed, de-waxed, I think. <laughs> your ears waxed? Yeah, I had the bonnet of my car waxed once. <laughs> what about your bikini line? You going to get that waxed too? <laughs> well, I'm not talking about the ears waxed. <laughs> you mean you've got to get wax out of your ears? <laughs> get that wax out of your ears. <laughs> Righto. <laughs> what do they do? They put what do they put more in their ears to make themselves more attractive? Like Willisie said, <laughs> their ankles. <laughs> uh, lucky it wasn't us. Yeah, lucky it wasn't us. Well, I suppose we should start now. You gonna lead in? If you like. Are you gonna be serious with this? Oh, hello. I'm JP, and welcome to the show. Or are you gonna be more? Hello, I'm JP. G'day, viewers. And, uh, what are you going to do? Well, it's just, you just, just, just do both. You just do your own style. That's Absolutely. You. Okay. 128. 128. Megabyte of RAM. Absolutely. Per show. How about that? It's, about the, it's actually about the, it's about the size of the file when we do an hour. Something's happened. Something's happened with, uh, with the compression there. It's Apple, I'm sure. What, so we're not as compressed as we used to be? Definitely not. The file sizes have jumped. Really? But anyway, oh well. that's really a bit of tech time up front. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Forward thinking tech time. Sorry about that, viewers. There's a truck backing up. Um, g'day, viewers. Welcome to Radio Hot Lap, episode 128. That zany, well, some may say zany, podcast. Oh, and the dogs are off already. <laughs> right on cue. <laughs> it talks about motorsport, both national and international. Uh, gadgets and technology and barbecues. Cool emerging technologies. Uh, some are emerging, some are already here. The dog's got a dander up tonight, The dog's JP. definitely going for it. And, uh, and she didn't look like that she was 100% there. I had a chicken wing earlier in the morning, like in the sun, mm. but it had been a little bit, 
you know, a languishing, I think, would be the word. Right. So she she's obviously walked the chicken wing off by now. Yeah, she so did, but, but I did put her... Um, she's back to Greg Norman crisscross golfing jacket on, and uh, she didn't <laughs> do much like that at the park. She went, Dad, you make me look like a dick. <laughs> she actually said that to you, did you? <laughs> well, yeah, basically. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sounds fair, too. I wouldn't wear that jacket. Well, mate, uh, welcome to the show once again, JP. Yeah, and welcome to the show to you, Johnny. What are you drinking? Mate, I'm having a little sneaky red. It's a cheapo, too. It's a che- I can't remember what the name of it. Craftsman. Uh, Craftsman. Shiraz something. Truck Series. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Craftsman it's a NASCAR red. red. Yep. Um, all the way I've uh, been sent over from uh, International. Um, in, in Georgia, actually, it, it floated over from it, from, from the Nationals' <laughs> place in Georgia <laughs> with all the rain they're getting there at the moment. Barossa or um, McLaren Vale? Barossa, I think. Georgia, I correctly. Georgia, Stone Mountain, McLaren Vale, Georgia. Bacon, bacon. <laughs> Very which, nice. Uh, and I'm having a uh, Cascade Light, just in case you're interested. Which, incidentally, yes, I am interested. Interested. <laughs> Have another read. You'll be Shut fine. Shut up. <laughs> it uh, incidentally is the uh, host town for the final round. No, not the final round. There's two to go. The uh, one of the Le Mans series classics or American Le Mans, Le Mans series classics. Uh, Petit, Petit, Le, Le Mans. Petit Le Mans, as they call it, at uh, Don Panos's operation in yes. Brasselton, Georgia. Brasselton, that tiny little town that Kim Basinger fell so in love with that she bought the town. That's right. And then she whittled it all back and gave it back to the youngsters. <laughs> it's a it's a great track. It's like the reverse of Bathurst in some respects. It's not quite as long. It goes downhill instead of uphill. Well, pretty much. It plunges so into plunges. gullies and then up the other side. The start is a downhill with a very yep. fast right-hander at the end when they have a few wiggles and right into a big sinkhole. Yeah. And then up the other side to come back. We've talked about this before on various episodes. Mm-hmm. Episode 115. You'll remember that we talked about Bill Orbelin. We did. Driving the BMW prototype. They've got a little bit of air on the front. Back flipped. The year after Mark Webber had done his... Uh, and and Dumbrett, 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 first name. Don't know. Can't uh, remember. Can't remember. But yeah, at Le Mans. Peter. Peter Dumbrett. Irishman. And yeah. uh, backflipped and landed in the trees. And yes, with the Mercedes CLK, 1999 it was. Mm. But this was 2000. And um, yeah, very spectacular circuit. You must go to it. Good sausages, friendly people, warm weather. Although that's a bit dubious this week, considering mm. the flooding they've been having over there in that part of the W. It's amazing, isn't it? Well, the world's just gone crazy, basically, with the weather. Crazy. The old GW. That's Global right. I mean, it's I mean, just like, going mental. Well, I, what were people doing on Mars today, travelling over the Sydney <laughs> Harbour Bridge? <laughs> well, they were on Mars in the Sydney Harbour Bridge. For those viewers who are out of the loop or maybe overseas, um, Sydney has had an incredible dust storm today. And, uh, thanks yeah, for us. We got some... Uh, yeah, well, thanks <laughs> to all the... It's all our desert from uh, the north of South Australia. All I can say is... <laughs> Blown across, not a video. <laughs> blown across to Sydney via Broken Hill. And um, flights were uh, grounded. Uh, the, the planes couldn't get in and out. Uh, it's just been incredible. And that actually brings me very neatly to a little bit of tech time early. Because apparently all of you internet users 
need to uh, make sure that your local telco has been doing the right thing with this dust storm because they reckon that uh, the data centres in Sydney and in uh, Brisbane, because the dust's gone onto there, are all having to uh, shut everything down and uh, clean out all the ventilation systems, uh, seal stuff up. Um, yeah, so they're, they're basically just going through... Um, cleaning all the fans and everything else um, because all the filters that uh, keep the data centres cool are all getting clogged up with clogged dust. Up. That's right. And, that's, and that could be the reason why the Optus network's fallen over. Today. It could well be. It's, been, um, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty poor. And, you know, it, it sort of, it's lucky that in some respects that it's only happening in the Sydney region. It doesn't seem to be happening north of Sydney. Well, like it's the Hunter Valley. To, no, that seems to be because all right. that would really screw up the winemakers, wouldn't it? Because mm-hmm. they'd be going, "Well, which was a dusty and which wasn't?" <laughs> That'd be the the wine that's already in bottles, of course. The one that's been laying down for a while. Exactly. Not but that I know anything about that. Telstra's seen a forty-one percent increase in MMS picture messages today between five a.m. this morning and one o'clock. Uh, compared to an average Wednesday, which is basically everybody sending their storm photos to each other, going, "Oh, look at it this year! Look at me here!" So go, go. I know, I can see it. And as we look at the the map now, yep, it just shows you that there's uh, look, um, orange, orangeness, <laughs> orangeness, very but, uh, orangeness. You know, the TV networks were quite clever. They actually, well, they're quite clever, but they're also exaggerating by bumping the chroma on the camera to make it look much, much redder than it really was. Maybe not. No, definitely. Look, some of the photos Absolute. I've seen just taken straight out of... But do you, you believe know, the media? I'm not saying whether I believe the media or not. I've seen some photos that we got mailed to us the first thing this morning from somebody in Sydney, and it was pretty bloody orange. And I'm sure that they're not the sort of person who would sit there going, oh, I'm going to bump the yellow up on this before I send it. JP, we've got a minute to go before we go into our first interlude because, viewers, tonight we've got American buffalo wings coming. We have got American buffalo wings. Absolutely deluxe. They've just come out of the oven. I'm going to put the New York buffalo sauce. You know why they call them buffalo? Why? Because they came from Buffalo, New York. Is that right? That's right. That was where the recipe came from. So um, your phone's quietly taking a message, I think. Yes. Shouldn't be. It's just getting an email. Well, we'll we'll just tell it to stand by. Would you no, no we don't want to look at it. No, there won't no, be any probably in the customer going, oh, could you come no, over and can I'll I have, make a, it quiet, have a, heart, like a USB cable? It's and I'll tell you, if you're going to give them a USB cable, you mm. might as well give them a USB 3 cable because USB 3 has been launched this week has, and yes. it's going to be able to support high-definition 1080p yes. webcams, but it's not backwardly compatible. Well, it is in terms of the two can run, but I suppose for the yeah, it's backwardly compatible with the USB two. Yeah, but definitely because but, I read, um, read an article too this week. Ten about times it. So the go. speed. Yes. Don't eat anymore, because we'll be right back in a minute, viewers, with those buffalo after we've eaten those buffalo wings. <laughs> We're not. We're going to eat them with the viewers. Oh, are we? Oh, well, that's all right then. They can hear us crunching. Well, they may as well. We do every other. What's time. that you got there? That's a twiggly. What are twiggies anyway? Twiglets. Oh, twiglets. Twiglets. They're pommy, crunchy snacks that look like twigs. Look, see? They're actually not too bad. But I don't think I can eat one after those little... No, those wings were just superb. Absolutely spectacular. You've got to get that uh, that that genuine New York sauce. Uh, it is. And I suppose you know, I can't tell you a specific store to get it here anymore because uh, the little <coughs> excuse me, the little place in Norwood is closed down, or it's moved somewhere else. But what you, where you can get it, you can get it. Yes. Is in the David Jones Food Hall. 
Right, so if you can get it in the David Jones Food Hall here, you can get it in the David Jones Food food Hall in any capital city, that would mean. So, way to go. Now, mate, um, the folks... The folks, the Lake very folks ...will be ringing in very shortly before he gets on his it's flight going to, Singapore, to, uh, to Singapore for the a Formula One Grand Prix. And, I mean, do we really need to go in on it? And say, say what's going on, jeez, well, we don't. There's been a bit of a poo-poo, hasn't there? Well, there has, but I think it sucks. In what way? In the fact that they got two years suspended sentence, basically. I mean, it just smacks of the FIA being French and Renault being French. And it's good enough to fine a pommy team, McLaren, a million bucks. But, you know, okay, Flavio's gone and he's gone and well gone forever. Flavio. Flavio, Flavio, whatever. So do you think that, that Renault should have been given a very harsh treatment and then t- had taken another manufacturer, a huge engine supplier, um, who has had 30 years of... of, of uh, Formula One. Formula One involvement mm-hmm. and been, at, been taken out of the sport at a, in a, at a moment like this. Don't you think the commercial implications thereof would oh, look, have been I think uh, extremely absolutely, poor but, for it? But so, on that basis... Why did McLaren get fined a million dollars? Why didn't they get suspended sentence? Why did they have to cough up? I, I think the answer to that is simply because Renault was very quick to be able to identify or make their own investigations and uh, Flavio Briatore the scapegoats. Perhaps that we don't know whether they're guilty or not. So they haven't had a chance to. to no, they to, haven't. They've had no no right no of reply whatsoever. But nonetheless, they've they've they've, they've got them out the door. And yep. so the FIA is seeing, seeing that as quick and swift action. Yes, true. And uh, it's sort of like they don't really need, they don't really need another drama. But no, I'll be the don't. first to say that it didn't really sound like they had that Flavio nor Pat Simmons had a right of reply. And uh, and this is a question we put into folks when he rings in. Um, why on earth did uh, did Pat Simmons not take the indemnity? When he was offered it. Well, apparently somebody else within um, Renault did take an indemnity, a guy named, codenamed Witness X, and uh, he was the guy who spilled the beans and who Renault basically pushed up front and said, this is the guy who can tell us all about it. Well, Witness X can be no way connected to Max Mosley, who had had woman A, B, C, and no, D. No, he couldn't. Because he, obviously the witness the wrong is starting from the Z. That's right. But, but just a quick recap, viewers, for those who are completely out of cahoots with what's going on you just happen to tune in we're analyzing how the nelson Piquet jr was uh instrumental in the uh, effective alleged race fixing or yes. so found by the word motorsport council a division of At the singapore FIA, last year of singapore last year which had uh, advantaged uh, ferdinando alonso to yeah. win the race all sorts of questions there why would ferdinand not have been thinking hello Starting from P15, yep. why are you only fueling my car for 14 laps? Mm. Why wouldn't you have given me a big fuel load? Mm. But then I suppose there's, you know, there's some arguments to be, to be made no, that, that, a, that a, a light fuel load will help him get through the field and that, that the reg, you know, it, it's quite often that you're going to get a crash a Yes, it is. In, in, in a street race like that, and he could and, just be in the right situation. And in a street race like that, first time in, in, in the dark under lights, uh, there was probably a pretty good um, chance of a, of a bad prank happening, that's for sure. Um, 
Now, I noticed that um, the uh, Spanish Motorsport Federation, a gentleman named Gracia, has uh, gone oh, off he wasn't and said happy. that he thought that uh, what has happened to Bria Torre seems disproportionate, which yep. is, you know, his, his right to sort of think that, I guess, in terms of more than anything else, I believe, and the, the reason that Flavio is so gobsmacked about it is that it's a lifetime ban. Motor racing is his livelihood. How's he supposed to earn a living if he's banned from all forms of motorsport? Not that he's got any call. No, I'm not saying that, but nevertheless, which is a fair call. So, now the other thing that I thought Look, was I mean, that's a fair too. that's a fair question, JP, and I put myself in the situation saying, all right, so I come up with some new idea, and the company says, right, we're going to buy you out for $50 million. Yep. But you can never have anything to do with technology again. Right. You know, I, to me, I, I just couldn't take the money because I, it's, I, you know, that's my passion. Yeah, but he didn't like, that option. No, 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 quite right. But I can, and I, hence I can see the point that... That, that yeah. what the grass is making. Yeah, exactly. And it's like saying, you know, you, we love what you do on this radio show, let's say. Yeah. And they go, we, we're going to buy you out for all this money, but you can't cook again. You can never cook publicly. Right. Not that I cook publicly. Well, some of those teppanyakis. But but it would be, you know, it's like taking away one of your greatest enjoyments, one of yes. your loves. And, you, you know, what money you, money doesn't really represent anything. No, it doesn't. No, not at all. So there, there's some merit in that. And there's some other interesting undercurrents and things as well in this whole deal because one of the articles that I read about it is basically said that PK actually came up with the idea and went to Flavio and Sons with it. So, you know, they, they jumped on board, well, which is fine. It's Supposedly, all very, it's all and then the only other person who knew was this in, in, interesting witness X. So, I'm sure that there's still more underneath that we don't know about. Laney hates it, and that's why it's here tonight. A straight Merlot. It is a straight Merlot. She hates it. Saint Antoine, yeah, doesn't she? She does. You're right. She does. Why does she hate the? She Merlot? just doesn't. She cannot drink straight Merlot. Don't ask me why. It just doesn't happen. So. We've had it before we have on to the show, it. viewers. But yeah, it's oh, a terrible job. But oh, yeah, um, folks it, will have a, a fair bit more to say about that. Who knows what's going to happen there? Um, it's, it's interesting whether the whether the contracts are enforceable mm. uh, by what the FIA is saying that Briatori cannot have any, uh, no longer have a business relationship with uh, the four drivers he has, whether yeah. Kovalainen, and um, Alonso, uh, Alonso and, and Romain Grosjean. Grosjean. Yeah, uh, that's a bit. That's a bit questionable. Mm. Is it really? Um, is it really enforceable? And, and this afternoon, uh, just as I was doing a little bit of um, uh, research for uh, our chat here tonight, it's uh, it's revealed that it's revealed that Fogs is on the line. Le Fogwar is on the line. That'll be the Fogwar, Mister Fogs. <laughs> How are you? Very well. Good. Look, you've just rung at the perfect time because uh, we've just been we're going just... through the, the Formula One um, uh, preview and also the debris of the last uh, event. Um, but, uh, look, I'm not going to even lead you into it. What's your thoughts on the Singapore 0809 debacle, Squee? Formula One history, I'm afraid, certainly a, a major scandal, but 
Do you think, Mark, that we've um, we've put a cap in terms of uh, you know the, the degraded relationship between commercial partners and uh, the sport as a result of a quick decision here? What's your overall assessment of the decision by the World Motorsport Council? Yeah, exactly. team, which 
Mate, do you think that uh, that they should have had a fine? I mean, like you know, the, when you look at the McLaren thing as an example and how much money they were fined, and Renault have only got a two-year suspended sentence, so it's like keep your nose clean, but it's not actually costing you a, a penny. Do you think that was a, a, a fair decision? It could be seen <clears throat> that the FIA had, um, you know, gone very light on, on Renault, gone very easy on them, and um, a lot of the British... Um, has not been announced it obviously would still be quite significant the amount that Renault has prepared to contribute to FIA safety programs uh, uh, not uh, uh, notwithstanding the taking up the FIA legal fees so it, it could be a very beneficial sort of way of doing things perhaps the public doesn't actually know to sort of see it as a huge figure We go back to the old adage about mobility uh, work, which involves a Euro, Euro NCAP, uh, you know, safety rating system with the you know three, four, five stars and all that stuff. They're contributing. Um, well, that's a, a nice uh, byproduct. Renault, by the way, their stand at the moment, going back to what I was saying earlier, is that they're going to stay in Formula One despite uh, being embroiled in this scandal. So we'll just have to sit back and and watch how that develops. There'll be a lot more news about that over this coming weekend in Singapore. Which imagine you're only tingling with the enjoyment or our and an anticipation of not only the uh, the uh, what will you be hearing up there but the midnight flight tonight where you'll be receiving duck soup with croutons and a uh, fettuccine cheese salad about 1 15 <laughs> a.m when they know Fogwar is on the flight there will be little morsels of loveliness travelling from the tall part of the plane down to your neck of the W even though you're not on a 380 
Yeah, good for about th- three bottles of red, folks. You'll be fine. That's right. I mean, then how are you going to do it without, like, you know, you, won't you want to get off the plane and have a Singapore sling? <laughs> I might leave it for a few hours, guys. You know, okay, so 10.15, you know, uh, 10.45. breakfast might be a bit severe. 10.45, which will be around about lunchtime here, could you ring in or just text in to say, I'm on it? Yeah, that's a good idea. We need to know. Okay, I will keep you informed of my... Uh, Now, <laughs> that's right. You'll be hanging out with the uh, the Davisons again or somewhere that are no longer in Indianapolis, but they'll be over there. Look, without going off the topic of Renault, um, uh, in, a, in any way, um, at uh, the Frankfurt Motor Show last week, Renault was the the largest um, you know, uh, exhibitor yep. of electric vehicles, providing four um, cars which were going to be put into production, no, nothing which looked anything particularly like I'd like to buy. But uh, I think we have to give a company like that credit um, where it's due because they are trying to be, you know, green and environmentally sensitive and, and, yeah. and use like regenerative energy. Uh, if you'd find. There's just one though of everyone, John. I mean, every car maker of any note in the world has jumped on the electric and or hybrid bandwagon and you weren't anybody if you if you didn't unveil some sort no, that, of uh, that's, that's quite right. concept car True. involving electric power and that, it's even starting to convince me that um, it's the way forward and in my column in Auto Action magazine this week I've written a dissertation on why motor racing is um, you know dropping the ball a bit on this front it should be leading the way with this new technology and developing it um May seem a little bit of a, uh, a change in my position from our previous discussion, but <laughs> I had a think and um, some of what we discussed in the car on the way to the airport. Yeah, clearly inspired by yeah. Matthew Denton in episode 126 that Le is coming around to, to his, um, thought, to our thinking. I'm sure that Matthew will be very positive about that, but uh, let me ask you thus a question. How many kilowatts of horsepower and torque does your Holden V8 uh, HSV have? My HSV Senator? Yes. 307 kilowatts. And uh, how many torques? I believe it's about 550 newton metres, whatever they are. <laughs> Paling into insignificance when it's compared to Audi's offering that they have shown off at the uh, Frankfurt Motor Show in an R8 body, an all-electric car, capable of producing zero to 100 kilometres an hour times in 4.8 seconds with a staggering, and I'm going to get you to think diesel-electric trains 4, here, 4,500 newton metres. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's quite amazing. It's, it's, but, uh, it's, as we've discussed before, and as is well known, you know the, the, the big strength of, of electric motors in any form is that they develop maximum torque and a lot of it from standstill. Yep. You know, whereas a conventional engine has to you know build up to it, so they're always going to be way ahead on on that front, which you know means they 
4,500 newton metres is a, a large figure. Spectacular figure and, and remarkable. I, I'm not sure why they need so much. Although, having said that, you've got to ask with you know ten times or more the amount of torque that most you know performance cars have. You know why it still is only doing naught to 100 in you know you know just under five seconds. You'd think it'd be blistering through it in you know maybe even under three. So. Yeah, well, look, I think that it perhaps, uh, you know, next Christmas you'll be able to tow your, your boat, your ski boat, your other big boat, your barbecue, your dirt bikes, and everything all behind. Um, it's it's certainly an interesting thing, and perhaps if it doesn't go so fast, well, perhaps that solves uh, some of the, the solutions for, you know, the, the police departments of the world about speeding. But... Um, Yeah. It sounds like you'd be making your own road train, doesn't it? Um, interesting. So, yeah, it's an interesting point you're kind of almost touching on there is that, you know, these days, um, with, you know, societal attitudes and, uh, you know, the, the, the police state in which we live in terms of the enforcement of speeding restrictions, you know, if, if you've got a, you know, a fast car, a slow car, any car, you just can't exploit its performance, you know, on the road. And, you know, and that's just as much of social responsibility as, as, you know, the threat of fines and bans. But it, it, I was musing the other day on, on why manufacturers weren't um, putting more emphasis in the performance sense on, say, 0 to 100 or, or 0 to 60 kilometres per hour and make cars blindingly quick up to there. And then basically they just sort of, you know, car, you know, cars, their maximum speed doesn't need to be any more than the uh, proliferation philosophy for you there <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah clearly the prolifer- proliferation of three um, of Wi-Fi networks um, in um, a modern uh, Western civilization where virtually every house now will have a, a connection point will mean uh, that there will be nowhere that a device can be unconnected and for some reason, you know, or, or, or some method could be able to therefore control the top speed of the car. Certainly there will be supercars that, that uh, can be used in in, uh, in unrestricted areas, but I do think that there's a huge emergence going on there with um, technology and, uh, and wireless networks and control of traffic which will mean that the cannonball run will be run in Zimbabwe from here on. Something like that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think you're alluding to the fact that eventually, you know, it's going to be a couple of decades, but um, it's already starting that wireless networks enable cars to talk to each other. And the ultimate name, and this is something that goes back to, you know, future predictions when I was a kid back in the, you know, in the 60s about, 
interestingly, you brought that up, mate, because the the Audi uh, R8 uh, electric car showed a, an ability to uh, to provide a charging system, much like an electric toothbrush that they have, which is a uh, inductive solution where it sits on a little stalk and uh, like a little dick up the bum of the uh, of the uh, of the of the toothbrush, and it transfers power to it. When the this this particular car shown at the Frankfurt Motor Show is nudges into a specifically made garage, it senses the environment and starts to charge. Yeah, there you go. Um, I'm a genius and I didn't even realise it. That's right. That's why we're <laughs> sending you all away for duck soup <clears throat> at one fifteen. Now, before you but go... I, but I uh, still think, guys, that, and this is the point of my column in the Meg this week, that I try to make very forcefully, is that, you know, motorsport, which used to be and can still be a hothouse of development, cut years off the development of new technology if applied properly, really should be getting to the forefront column quite a few times so stop waffling on but we've got to go back to a couple of important points here um which has just come to light and and i think that this is just a, you know it, it unfortunately puts more of a nail in uh, flavio briatori's uh, nest he's a very emotional uh, italian i think the 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 sport is 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 much more um uh, you know, a weaker from like from his personality, and I think you've uh, you've said this. He's now said, "Look, I'm actually going to seek damages against the FAA for defamation of my character." And, but but having said that, I mean, he didn't have a right to reply, and to go on further to create a f- further disruption and say, "Look, I think I might even th- consider starting a rival F1 series." I mean, it can't be helpful. No, it's all a bit spiteful, but. Flavio will be missed in the sense that he, for 20 years, has been a colourful character in Formula One and been one of the few entrepreneurs running Formula One team, true entrepreneur, and um, has always understood that um, you know the show had to be spiced up even 
Well, the, the article I read today, sorry folks, the article I read today actually said it was PK Jr.'s idea and he went to uh, Bria Torre and Simmons with it. Oh, how would it be of any value for, for, for Nelson Jr. And that Jr. was part, to of his, that. part of his fessing up was... One suggestion that he was, you know, fighting for his life, his Formula 1 future. Um, yep. I, I'm not entirely sure, you know. I must say I'm actually... It's not clear to me, you know, whose idea it was, but I'm sure it will eventually be uh, found out. I'm su- that, that will be an interesting one in itself. I'm sad for Nelson Piquet Jr. because, uh, whilst, uh, look, I was neither way a positive or negative fan of his it appears like it's a career ruined and his father was my hero when I grew up so um, I, and I don't know enough about it you only as, as we both know we only can interpret what we the information we are receiving from the media and and, and that goes on now to to indicate that there could be some you know question marks over. Flavio's involvement, which I suppose, like any any sort of fallout you have, you know, in a sport where there's other sponsors, they all go, oh, I don't know if we want the negative publicity. And his, um, you know, uh, football team, the Queen's Park Rangers, which incidentally is co-owned with, with Bernie Eccleston and, uh, and another uh, uh, un, uh, unpronounceable steel magnate, um, is under review. Uh, it, I just... I don't. I don't want to see. I don't like to see these people go downhill. I think that, yeah. uh, and I hope that the sport will be able to recover and forgive all parties. Oh, well, I'm sure it will. I don't I'm think. Sure br- I don't think. In br- six months, it'll be um, largely as these things do be forgotten, and as I said it before, it's you know happened time and time again. So um, it's a nice bit of. Um, it's a salacious story for everyone to uh, jump on at the moment, and it will still be a talking point in Singapore this weekend. But absolutely, know, by this time next year, I think it will just be a footnote in history. It's um, it's just the knack that Formula One has. I would suggest that at this time, Flavio should enjoy the complete serenity <laughs> of a Nissan Maxima, and to drive to Phillip Island, and just have a little think. Because it's huge serenity. <laughs> it is a very peaceful car. We had a very comfortable trip down on the Phil Bowen. You're a wind-up, you are, aren't you? I mean, not that we're trying to get anything out of Nissan, but, I mean, the serenity was... I mean, how serene was the serenity? It was serene. It, um, the Nissan like, Maxima uh, serene. <laughs> Sounds like a Japanese car, doesn't it? Too much, but it was yeah, the, the serene upgrade, and, and in fact, folks, folks had a sausage roll for, for morning tea. Not in the car, I hope. Oh, shh. Where's the dogs? Oh, oh no, she's asleep, so she right, you're allowed to mention sausage. No, roll. she didn't have it. In, he didn't. He didn't have it in the car. And we met on the side of the road at a, a little, uh, little spot. What was that spot, folks? Cranbourne. Cranbourne, and I had a little bacon and cheese flecked pie. As you would. And we sat there and m- mused. And enjoyed the serenity. The serenity, the serenity was far less there than it was when <laughs> until we got back into the car. Anyway, let's not get too cut up about the uh, future of Flavio Briatore. He will be crying all the way to the bank. He's, oh, of course. Uh, made um, well, millions don't cut really. He's made squillions and has plenty of other business enterprises. So um, he won't be hurting financially out of all this. His reputation might be a bit tarnished, but. 
Now, one other question before you go, mate. Uh, you're, you have or you're about to test the new HSV E2, the, the, the 325-kilowatt car, I think it's up 8 kilowatts. Have you tested it yet, or will you be enjoying that uh, the serenity of the exhaust bark when you return? That's when I come back. I'll be uh, <laughs> driving a uh, LA Club Sport Tourer up to Bathurst and back for the Super Cheap Auto 1000. So I'll get to um, responsibly, of course, wring its neck. <laughs> of course, responsibly. On that unnamed back road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. On an unnamed back road. No, no, no. But it's only the GDS, by the way, right. uh, that has 325 kilowatts. The, the rest of the range has um, still got 317. Are you getting a poverty uh, spec? More than enough. So, what's your big prediction for the weekend then, folks? What? Uh, Which Singapore weekend? Grand Prix. Yeah, Singapore Grand Prix, yeah, this weekend. The one you're going to look, look at. Um, you know, with all the things going on, I have hardly given it a thought. Um, well, you know, it's another test for Jensen Button and the Braun team, and um, they seem to have come back on form. Um, Red Bull Racing and Mark Weber really have to lift their game to stay in the fight, well, to have any chance. I mean, effectively sure. they're out of the race. So it uh, probably looks like being a battle between um, Button and uh, Rivers Barrichello. And Barrichello, yeah. Well, Schumacher reckons... Spoiling the party. Kimi Raikkonen, who seems to have <laughs> awoken from his slumber. Kurt um, won't be as big a help. The uh, regenerative braking system that supplies a power boost won't be as much help around the uh, very sinuous Singapore um, street circuit. Let's hope uh, the parties you go to are less sinuous and um, uh, it all goes good with your gay mates. <laughs> Okay. Do you even know what sinuous means? Yeah, it's like, you know, snaky. Bad meat. Yes, tight and twisty. Yes. So, what has that got to do with what you came up with? (laughs) Absolutely nothing. You know that when Hardy's talking, it doesn't matter anything. All the Formula One teams, being Europe based, of course, they all stay on European time, so they're, you know, keeping weird hours like you know having dinner at three in the morning and <laughs> getting up at lunchtime or later um, but it seems to work for them just to keep their body, body clocks running you know whereas I don't have to adjust so much so it's all a bit weird but it's quite nice you get to roll around Singapore during the day pissed go raffle, and, go and, and like bar, when you get off the airport Singapore sling and then um, <laughs> there you go he's on it already <laughs> good this is what we like to hear <laughs> Uh, nothing. <laughs> You'll have to listen back. You will. Yeah, I'm going to have to listen well, back. We'll try and get it up before he goes. Event and I went last year, and it's just spectacular. You know, the racing at night, any motor racing at night, I don't understand why there's not more of it. Any motor racing at night is spectacular, but this track is, you know, it just looks spectacular with the backdrop of the city and the lights and, the, you know, the, in, the lighting system they've got at the track, you know, makes it seem on the track like daylight, but all around it, it's So Singapore spectacularly sinuous. Yes. Right. And you're, uh, and uh, and I believe that uh, your uh, the media centre this weekend uh, uh, is actually uh, going to be 
uh, providing uh, food from uh, pizza capers, the same group that are involved with the mini, mini challenge. I mean, you remember how much we enjoyed their pizzas prior. They're supposed to be gourmet style, aren't they? <laughs> Somehow, I very much doubt yeah. <laughs> I, I don't but know. No, it's interesting. Well, the, the media centre at the Singapore Grand Prix is, is run by um, uh, basically an Aussie team. Some of the people who run the media centre at the Australian Grand Prix, um, many of the leading officials, are Australian motorsport officials, you know, overseeing the Singapore, you know, flag market track workers. Um, Tim Shankin, who's the race director of the Eight Supercars, I yes. think. significant amount of uh, quite a significant amount of resurfacing of the outer pit lane uh, the blend lines and and so on uh, but uh, wait, do they have a swim up bar in the media center no <laughs> well you don't no they might have upgraded it no <laughs> how do you know they don't have alcohol in formula one for a start media centers well, how do you come up with all these ideas <laughs> Look, viewers, Articles I mean, I think oh, that's... I see. Oh, it... oh, we are so droll, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a bit slow there, that folks. You are a little comedy duo, aren't you? <laughs> Disguised as, well, I was going to say, serious observers of sport technology, but... Basically, a bunch of assholes <laughs> who've got me. <laughs> yes, well, you do have vivid imaginations. Yes, oh. we do. Mate, I wish you a very, uh, yeah, have a very safe time. trip. Hope it's all fun. Um, well, I've been talking to you guys so long. In fact, I've missed my flight, so thanks for that. No worries at all. Well, um, you know, we've got a little bit of news for you on that. We've um, managed to get uh, you an upgrade to Tiger Airline. <laughs> and uh, could they, but they said, would you please mind bringing cereal <laughs> for everyone? Yes. You know? Yes, frosties, sugar frosties. Let's see. <laughs> Sugar Frosties. <laughs> Bengal yeah, Tigers. No, no, leave me out of that. <laughs> okay, buddy. No, no, I better get going. Good to talk to yep. you guys. We'll, no worries. Uh, you too, mate. We'll chat uh, sometime after I get back. Okay. If Have not before. We'll be looking out yep. for you. I'll wave. Oh, and just before we cut off, we'll go, oh, hey, it's tech time. Tech time. <laughs> Do you want a little bit of tech time? Uh, yeah, go on. Nah, see no, ya. go on. All right. <laughs> you got, got him. him. You got him. We fuck him off. <laughs> Get his fuck off from his tech time. <laughs> he loves tech time. <laughs> so he's going to go. I'm going to get on, you. Now I've got to pack my bag. Whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, the, like, we are. Soon we got onto tech time. There's been a bit. <laughs> he's bringing back. He doesn't want to miss tech time. Uh, tech time. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> well, we do. 
We were just seeing whether you'd ring back or not. Okay, well, here's here's your bit of tech time. Okay, this is really important because you're going over this area. We have a mission for you, Miss Fo- Miss Fogwa, uh, Mister Fogwa, not Miss Fogwa, but depends how you work out by the end of the weekend. Um, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, China Telecom uh, was uh, told that they would be able to sell the iPhone. Then a few days later, they said we are going to sell now. The O-Phone, which is a clone variant made over there. Well, a few days later, in fact, middle, middle of this week, they now say they're selling also the C-Phone. It's a haphazard attempt at the iPhone, um, which basically uh, uses the Android 1.5 operating system from Google. A few like haphazard Samsung user interfaces, which looks like it's been created after being washed down with a couple of cases of Singtel and gone, hey, that's about <laughs> it. So, could you bring us back one of those? That's fascinating. There's five minutes of my life I'm never going to get back. <laughs> we'll see I'll if you can track you one down, folks. Oxygen thieves, you actually say, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. All right. I'm going to get moving. Good to chat, guys. All right, mate. Catch cheers. Sing to Good night, viewers. Bye. Good night. <laughs> so you had to ring back, <laughs> didn't he? Sucked him he on that. He couldn't gone, ignore he it. Won't he won't. He's naive, isn't he? It's not naive. Well, he's got naivety. Well, he has got naivety. With a double eye. Yes, that's true. He has. Because what have you got, mate? A tech dog. Tech time? Oh, tech time stuff. Well, interestingly, the Telstra stock. Remember when they were, it was all going crazy last week? And they were saying that, you know, they're going to, yeah, they're going to get rid of, um, they're going to pair, uh, split Telstra. And everybody's going, oh, no, can't do that. Oh, 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 oh. And the stock all fell. Yes. Well, suddenly, Telstra shares were up. What's the story? Because well, they're split people worked out that people worked out that the business could actually improve shareholder value because the structural separation could actually earn them a whole lot more um, through wholesale in one area and, um, and, and being a telco in the other. So um, it turned totally around. Mm. So there you go. I reckon it's those miserable traders in Bent Street. Well, yeah, probably all right. Sitting, but, you know, yeah. Sitting under the red glow of the dust, dust. storm. Did you want that? Do I want that? Oh, yeah, we... Sorry, mate, I'm, I forgot to yeah, fly that back to you. Now, when, you, you when, we were talk, when we were talking to folks about um, what a, a diesel Torx. electric loco can do as far as talk's concerned, and I did a bit of research on the web and came up with a, uh, a huge general electric diesel diesel electric... Um, with a three-kilometre train, three-mile-long train. And it, uh, it pulls 120,000 foot-pounds of what they class as drawbar draw force. It's now, very hard. Well, just and it's 2,000 2, horsepower. So we that did a quick mean. conversion back to <laughs> newton metres, and that's 162,698 newton metres of torque. But that's fucking useless for anyone to understand. 2,000 horsepower. Yeah, yeah, there's no reference point. What they're saying, viewers, he said, I'll bring it. What are you uh, saying, Johnny's viewers? trying I'll, to bring I'll it go. back it, to it, you it know, normality. That, it means that... The train is three miles long. Maybe it's three kilometres. Let's go. Let's go the lower end. All right. Three kilometres. Yeah. Three kilometres long, and um, 
at it's that is 160 newton meters of performance are required to draw that train we're talking about four and a half thousand with the audi we'll call it we'll call it four thousand make it easy uh three kilometers divided by 40 uh, is is 75 meters so it means that that the audi can can tow a trailer with lots of fucking weight that's 75 <laughs> meters long which is <laughs> i mean you know like you know and uh, have you ever seen viewers you're driving down the highway and uh you know there's a big semi coming the other way with a big or there'll be a warning car first of all going Oh, wide yeah, load, wide, wide load, load yeah, yeah. and there's a big truck, and there's like some like a semi-detachable house that's been cut down the centre. Yep. I mean, how serious are women these days when they get divorced? <laughs> they just want the house immediately, don't they? <laughs> so they have to ship it off to them ship on a big it truck. Off. And now it'll all be done by Audi R8s. Right. Okay. There you go. See, trucks are out. You heard it here first. It's stylish. Audi R8s will be towing semi, uh, be towing trailers before we know it. Kenny, the toiletman. Yes. He'd be doing that. He'd be running all these toilet labs from uh, <laughs> one... Because he's got plenty of money. Well, he has now. He's been in that bloody movie with bloody Hogan. Anyway, we're digressing. We are. What else have you got? Um, Alan Simonson. Yes. Uh, did his very best in the British GT Championship to assist Hector Lester winning the British GT Championship. They're one point down, but alas, Simonson and Jones... Alas, the Jones twins won in their Ascari. Oh, really? They did, by one point from Hector, who came second, Alan oh. fourth, um, obviously because he missed out on that. Anyway, they did the so, best, but yeah, Alan won did. everything. Won yeah. everything, pole. That's it. Um, the A1 GP, it's on again, off again, on again. Well, yes. I can confirm. Well, what's the story? I can confirm this week that it's confirmable that it's on again until it's off again. Right, okay. So and at the moment it's on, but next money. week it'll be off again. Who knows? Apparently they've been paying their bill, but maybe they haven't been paying their bill. Right, okay. Uh, that's that. And the final little bit I've got to say is, remember I was telling you, iTunes 9.0 couldn't yes. minimise it yep. down to the mini player? Yes, yep, yep, 901 yep. turned up today, solving that problem. Uh, Thanks for They must have been listening again. <laughs> Yes, that's they've good. been listening. Good, as they should be. And that's it for me. And that's it from you. Oh, that's it. Well, I've just I'm got to remind the viewers, particularly the South Australian viewers, but anyone else who wants to come over, it's only uh, the long weekend, which oh, is we're going, a week aren't and a we? half we're away. Going, we're going this weekend? And not this weekend, the weekend after. Oh, it's and the Birdwood. The Loba, oh, well, it's the Bay of Birdwood Classic, oh. yes, this weekend. And then next weekend, the following weekend, the long weekend, we have the Lobethal Grand Carnival. Oh, we're onto it. And so the Lobethal Grand Carnival's on, so if you're in South Australia or if you just want to mosey on over uh, for a week of um, fun, 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 what um, you can watch opportunity the Fader Birdwood Classic uh, next Sunday, and then the following weekend you can uh, yeah, go to the Lobethal Grand Carnival. Now they've got a bit of pre-publicity here, and there is an Alfa Romeo coming out to the uh, Lobethal Grand Carnival. It's valued at $3.2 million dollars. And it apparently conquered Germany in the 1939... Oh, no, hold on. I'm wrong, 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 wrong. It's conquered the Germans in 1935, uh, beating both the Mercedes... Prior to the war. Before the war, 
Um, Prior to auto union's domination? Well, in fact, it said it beat auto union and it beat Mercedes. And apparently Hitler was not impressed. Well, so he wasn't you can impressed see this very much at all. And it's a beautiful little uh, little red alpha. So um, there you go. So Look, I mean, isn't, that, just, isn't that. that the greatest uh, idea for, for motorsport lovers to come out here or, yep. or car lovers for this weekend to enjoy the bay to Birdwood yes. to the yep. National Motor Museum yep. stay a week up there in the beautiful hills and with the weather being like quite wet but yes. now turning into most beautiful spring weather the place is green the flowers are twittering That's the true. birds are mooing no dust and here the, uh, no dust no dust here dust all in the east yeah. move away from the east come over here and then on for a little bit of a lazy at uh, Lobethal yep why not and Lobethal's a great place to have a bit of a lazy we'll be there that's right. Anyway, uh, finally, finally, because we're over the hour. We are. Craig Downs has got a cartoon gig. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe it? He's going to be the voice of that silly kids thing called Rory the Racing Car. I've heard about that. Yeah. Well, there you go. Is so, he got red hair? Though? Red hair. Uh, I don't know, but he's going to be he's, Rory. Rory he's, the line. I don't know whether he's actually going to be Rory, Rory the, the racing car, or he is going to be in Rory the racing car. No, he's going to voice a new character called Conrod. Apparently, Who's named up Conrod. A new character in Rory the racing car called Conrod, named after the famed Bathurst Strait. So there you go. But interestingly, Sterling Moss and Muddley Talker are in there as well. They're doing uh, voiceovers. There'll be more about them. Yep. Next episode of 128, that radio hot lap, blah, blah, blah. We're crunching twiggy sticks. Good night, viewers.